showtime. You know, we've had the opportunity to welcome some amazing up-and-coming singers and songwriters to our show. And tonight, we have a rising star who's taking off like a rocket ship, not just across the country, but around the world. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show, singer, songwriter, guitarist, pianist, one of my favorites, drummer, and powerhouse performer, Jessica Lynn. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. That was quite the intro. We got to bring you on tour. <laughs> He's the guy. He really is. <laughs> Jessica, you are a rising star. But before we get to all the amazing things you have going on right now and coming up in the near future, you're from New York, right? I am. Where, where in New York are you from? I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Um, the most country of places I know. And, um, and I grew up and I still am in Westchester County, New York. So I live about an hour north of New York City. Well, the reason I'm asking is because that's what I want to know is how did a, a New Yorker get a little bit country here? So um, my dad, well, both of my parents are musical. They actually play in my band. My mom is my background singer and my dad is my bass guitarist. Um, my husband plays lead guitar too. And my dad, despite being an Italian New York City street cop, always loved country music. So when I was a kid, he always had a playing every car ride in the house that was George Strait or Phil Vassar. And um, so I just really fell in love with it, especially as I started to songwrite. I really felt very connected to the stories uh, that country music could tell. And the whole family affair thing was that's something that you want, like worked to have happen or did it just kind of fall into place like that? Well, since I was 18, uh, I made a living working in a wedding band with my family. So uh, it kind of, when I, and I was doing rock and roll music since I was 13 years old, playing in like every New York City nightclub with my teenage band. And we were very close to some really big opportunities that just unfortunately didn't pan out um, because the other kids in the band were kids and I always had this career driven mentality. Um, so when I decided later on in life, I think it was like 19 or so to be a country <laughs> artist and to 
I wanted to be a solo artist because I didn't want anybody to, to mess anything up for me again. I said, if anyone's ever going to screw this up for me in my dream, I want it to be me and, and me only. So we just transitioned into the, the Jessica Lynn band and it was just kind of a natural progression for the family, I guess. One of the things that you just talked about in terms of how you're, you're driven, Jessica, and one of the many things that impressed us about you is the fact that you've put your money where your mouth is. And one prime example of that is the television specials that you financed. And those are some amazing performances in those specials. So I had to ask, what brought those specials about and what's the impact of them been on your career thus far? That's actually a really cool story. Um, so when I decided I wanted to do country, I said to my dad, who also co-manages me now, I said, let's, let's do a demo. Let's record this new music that I want to do. And he said, you're different. You're Italian. You're from New York. Don't do a demo just like everybody else. Let's do something weird, like something really different that's going to kind of um, play on what sets you apart. So in a weird course of events, a venue was just opening up down the street from my house. And that was an old church that was converted into a winery and music venue. And so we literally knocked on their door. It was like, hey, can we film a TV special here? And I fought my dad to the nail. He was like, let's do a TV special. I was like, who is ever going to air a television special from a totally unknown artist? Everybody in the world would do it. And he said, worse comes to worse. And he loves that when I admit that I was wrong, by the way. <laughs> um, um, he said, worse comes to worse. You have a great live video to, to shop. You have recorded versions of your new music. You just have content. And then we do the demo. I was like, okay. So we knock on this venue like, hey, before you open, you mind if we get in here and film something? Hired the cheapest, most affordable camera crew we could. I had no name, nothing. We just gave tickets to all of our friends to fill the venue. And I always say on a shoestring budget and a dream, we tried it. And that show wound up going nationwide on PBS, which literally jumpstarted my whole career. That next summer, um, we were playing the biggest country music festivals in the country. I went on tour with Jody Messina, um, and it just kind of spiraled from there. Wait a minute. How did you get it to, to PBS? We literally sent it to them. <laughs> I was like, would you be interested in airing this? We'll give it to you for free. <laughs> and uh, and they, they picked it up. And we, we just didn't know the impact it would have. It started on a few stations. Every station is independently operated. And before we knew it, it was like, okay, Wyoming has it. Okay, Connecticut has it. Montana has it. Texas is airing it. It was like we were covering like 85, 90% of the country without even spending a dollar in, in marketing. Um, and it, it started everything for me. It's a really big part of my story. That's amazing. And the thing that I love most about that is, well, there's two things. One that you said, you know, later in life at, at age 19, you know, <laughs> but, but also that your father was so like supportive and your, your parents, your whole family, but, uh, and it was just like, do it. And, and that's the thing, like we talk ourselves out of things sometimes, like you started to do with the, who is going to want to pick up an unknown artist and and you did it and like the doors open and that's I, such a great lesson 
It is. And I'm very lucky that I have a very supportive family. They've been with me from day one and everything and anything I've ever wanted to try or do. I'm very, very lucky. Um, but you're right, you know, and I've literally built my career on that. Me and my dad say this all the time that, man, we have made some stupid decisions. <laughs> Um, but you know, when you feel it in your gut, you just got to go for it. I mean, we've invested like our last penny into something that's just a chance, you know, hoping it will, it will work out or pan out. Or, you know, when I booked my first European tour, like we literally went overseas with nothing, which then spiraled into this huge journey for us. So it's, um, you just have to, you just have to go and do it. You only live once. Well, congratulations on that. And when did you start writing songs and did your father teach you or did you just naturally kind of and intuitively know how to do that? I, I always intuitively knew how to be a singer, songwriter and musician, which is strange. Um, as early as like four years old, my parents have videos of me singing and writing my own songs and playing on my little... Um, Oh my gosh, what's that brand name of the kids' toys? Um, toy piano and um, playing, they got me like a little tiny drum set when I was a little kid and I just always gravitated towards it. I would put on shows every day that my poor parents had to watch. Um, <laughs> they had so much patience. I give them so much credit looking back at the stuff I put them through, like four hour long productions where I'd make them hold a flashlight <laughs> as my spotlight. Um, and like I said, when I was 13 and I wanted to start my own band a little bit before that, I had started songwriting and um, I was classically trained on the piano. And then I taught myself the guitar, drums and bass so that I had a good understanding of all the pieces and the songs that I that I wanted to write. And I literally started songwriting um, as a young, young teenager. I had a Tascam four track called the Porta Studio recorder in my room on my little kids like toy table and I would sit there every day after school and make parts and learn how they went together and um, melodies and uh, lead guitar parts and how that worked with the rhythm parts and it was actually very cool for me uh, a few years ago I actually got to work with Tascam and I became the face in their nationwide ads for like the new version of that technology, which for me was such a full circle moment. Well, I, I want to piggyback on that if I could, Jessica, with regard to the writing, because um, and, and I'm from Philadelphia and, you know, again, not exactly a hotbed of country music, but Rosie and I have had so many incredible country acts because we both love all music, but we love country music and the lyrics and the songwriting is, are a huge part of it. And after I watched a couple of your videos a while back and a song came to mind, an old Travis Tritt song, put some drive in your country. And man, you, you put some drive in your song. So is that something that is by design or does it just happen that way when, as, as you start and you know finish the writing process, is it like, wow, there's another song that just kicks butt? Thanks for saying that. Uh, I think, we always explain when people are like, what type of music do you make? I always kind of say country arena rock and <laughs> which is like the best way I think I could describe it. Our live show is very much that. It's a high energy rock and roll show from start to finish. 
And I think that that is due, it's not a conscious decision, it's I think due to me being a New Yorker, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't have a lot of the traditional country music influences that a lot of other country music artists have. I mean, I grew up listening to ACDC and Journey and punk rock and soul music, The Temptations, like literally everything under the sun, I think because of where, where I came from. Um, and I think that that all has played a really big part in the songwriter that I am today. That's pretty amazing. And, and I imagine it, it draws quite a, an eclectic audience for you as well. It does. My biggest compliment I get after shows that I love the most is I hate country music and I really enjoyed this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's something for everybody. Like a lot of my songs have heavy pop, rock, blues, soul influences. I love harmonies because I grew up on the Beach Boys. So there's a lot of old Motown-ish and Beach Boy style harmonies laced in what I do. Um, so I think everybody can kind of find something within the music that they connect with. Well, and, and, and I'll tell you, I think that uh, for, for our viewers, if you haven't visited Jessica's website or her Facebook page, I'd highly recommend that you go there and scroll down through the videos. And you'll go from one of her original songs like Crazy Idea or Now or Never. And then all of a sudden you'll see um, Tush. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what else did I see recently? Oh, you playing drums on Johnny Be Good. That was amazing. I love that okay. video clip. Uh, some ACDC, uh, Fat Bottom Girls, I think I saw a clip of that. I mean, yeah. it, it was just, I'm just, I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I highly recommend, I don't care what your music taste is, you're going to find a lot of songs that you love. And Jessica, I have to tell you, as a fellow drummer, the smile on your face when you got behind the kit on Johnny Be Good, that was priceless, that was awesome. You looked like you were having fun. I, I love what I do so much um, and I built my career on the road like I said this television special hit that we didn't think would and it was it was like all of a sudden like okay we're booking this tour you know this next year I never but we had no vehicle we I mean this was like a low budget tour but we but the opportunity was there and we we had to take it and take that leap of faith so for me, I actually didn't even put out a single until like a year later um, after being on the road and doing all this. So where I feel most happiest and most comfortable is when I'm on, on stage. It comes through. I think you came out of the womb doing music. My God, you, <laughs> you have one of those people, you know, when I see Adam Levine, I, I feel that way. You know, this guy plays every instrument in the band you know, and fronts the band. And I feel like that that's, that's how you are. And the fact that you have an aptitude for it, that you really can pick up all those different instruments. And it's great because it does round things out when you're writing a song and when you're putting it together to record as far as arrangements and things like that. So. I would get frustrated because I'd be in that teenage band and I'd want to, I, I was writing all the music. So I'd want to tell the the drummer like can you play this this is the beat i want and i couldn't communicate it and for me it was extremely frustrating so i was like you know what i'm just gonna learn all this so that i can um so that i can really have control of of how my songs sound when they get put out to the world did you win all the talent shows at your schools growing up <laughs> i didn't actually i have uh, i used to have pretty bad stage fright um 
and I you've overcome I, it just just I, so you didn't know. <laughs> I know. like in the beginning like when I was in middle school and high school I did do every talent show I would find every single place to perform to get to get over that um but I don't know I I was never into music for to be competitive um and I feel that way even today it was you know people are going to like you for, for what you do, how you sound, your songs, your vibe, your attitude, everything. And people are going to like me for if they connect with that about me. So I feel like it's really music can never be art can never be a competition. Mm, that's a great way to look at it because everyone has something special to offer. They do. They really do. One other thing I, I wanted us make, to make sure we get to is some things you did during the pandemic and you know for us with our show thank god we discovered zoom and we were able to do things and continue on and we're doing it to this day because it gives us the opportunity to have people on the show that might not otherwise have the opportunity to commute to lovely westchester pennsylvania not westchester new york westchester pennsylvania just outside of philadelphia but you did some pretty amazing things with your music during the pandemic and coming out of it. Can you talk to us about that? At the start of the pandemic, we were supposed to be going on a world tour, my biggest tour ever, 14 countries, 100 different cities. We were going to be gone from May to October. And when that didn't happen, I was honestly devastated. Um, as an independent artist, that was a lot of my hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. Um, and I didn't have this team around me that it's like, okay, what do we do? How do we reschedule this? Like, it was me. Um, and it was a huge burden on my shoulders of how do you move forward? What do you do? What do you do? Um, so I took the first like week, two weeks to just be sad, to be honest with you. I was just crying. I felt defeated. I felt depressed. I felt like I didn't know what to do or how to move forward. And then um, we laugh and say, it's probably like the hard-headed Italian in me that I was like, okay, I'm ready to fight. Yeah, I'm fighting back. And my husband and I upgraded all of our cameras. We got new lighting. Um, I started writing more. We turned our living room here into pretty much a production studio with like all colored up lighting all around the walls and everything to make good content and live streams. And I started live streaming every week. Um, sometimes I even did, I took every opportunity that I could. Sometimes I did like four live streams a day with all different media outlets or radio stations or you name it, I was doing it. And I was blown away that there were like 65 to 100,000 people a week tuning in to watch me play guitar and sit in my living room. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And um, I was named a top 40 live streamer of the year by Polestar um of 2020 and then a top 25 of 2021 and it, it was really cool to see all of that hard work pay off wow and that's that to me is just again I, I had mentioned it earlier but you know turning lemons into lemonade a uh, prime example of it one thing that that i'd be curious to know just just kind of maybe looking ahead just a little bit jessica what 
what would you say or how would you describe success? What will that look like for you ultimately in the music business and in your career? What do you think success will look like? So for me, success, and it's changed over the years. When I was naive um, and just starting, I used to think that success was like having a number one hit song by you know the next year or this many views on this video or whatever. And you really learn that that's not really a true measure of success, especially if you love what you do. And you also learn as you become more business savvy that you need like a million dollars to have a number one hit <laughs> record. Um, and that it's unfortunately uh, about a lot more than just talent and having good music these days, which is sad, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but for me, success is getting to wake up every day and do what you love and to constantly be getting bigger and better. I think it's a success if this single gets more streams than my last single did. I think it's a success if I add one more country to my tour next year. I think it's a success if I grow five followers or 500,000 followers in the next month or two. I think as long as you're growing your business and something like this, a career in the arts, uh, you know, you can have a very, um, what's the word? It, you can have a successful business without ever reaching Taylor Swift status. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget. Um, and so for me, that's what it is. It's just constantly improving in all areas, songwriting, touring, social media, um, you can never look at that and say, I didn't succeed if you're doing that. Well, you talked about um, a single, your next single being better than the one before getting, you know, more airplay and all of that. Uh, what you just released uh, a new single. Talk to us about that. So my song, Not Your Woman Reimagined, was actually born out of the pandemic, which is kind of cool for me. Uh, when everything got canceled and I started doing this live streaming, uh, well, to backtrack, Not Your Woman, I released, it was in my first two television specials. And, um, and then we also released it as a single in 2016. And it's like a bluesy, sassy country rocker. And to this day, it's one of my favorite songs and also one of the fans' favorite songs um, at our live shows. And I started doing these live streams during the pandemic and I was doing these Facebook streams all the time, these Instagram streams. And I said, after like a few months, I'm like, I got to start changing this up. Like I need to try something fresh, something different, something exciting, not just for them, but for me too. So I started these piano bar live streams. It was a $5 ticket so that anybody could afford to come during the pandemic and you would get a private viewing link. I still do it. I just finished one actually. And, um, and you can request anything that you want for an hour. So they'll tell me, play Queen. Okay, and I got to pull it up and try it on the spot. Try Carol King, pull it up, try it on the spot. And it's been so much fun, so many laughs. I've grown immensely as a musician and a singer, trying all these different things and having to think quick. And um, so one day, um, they started requesting my songs in different ways like try roadhouse which is like a, a rocker and a minor key and really slow like it's sad and i would have to try these things and a few of them 
um, starting with Not Your Woman, uh, a Scottish fan actually, his name is Scott. He said, dude, Not Your Woman as a, as a sad power ballad. So I tried it and as I was singing and I'm like, there's something really special here. And when I finished, everybody in the stream was like, please release that, please, you have to release it. Um, so I was like, you know what? Like, let's, let's do it. Why not? It's a cool story. It's for the times, I guess you could say. And so um, Not Your Woman is the single. And then there's a four song EP called Just the Lynn Reimagined that also has a four song uh, mini concert music video. And it, it was all inspired by this past year and a half. Wow. And those are all fantastic songs. And I'm just going to throw in uh, one last thing because Roadhouse, I, I just love the song and I love the, the video of the live version, Jessica, where everybody gets a solo. And I don't think I've ever seen um, a situation where, because you have drum solo, guitar solo, your dad does a kick butt bass solo on that song, by the way. But the background vocalist coming out and doing some vocal <laughs> solos, that was awesome. Thanks. Everybody deserves their time to yeah. shine. It's funny, my mom's actually very shy. So she fights me every show. Do I have to do my solos tonight? Like, Mom, yes, you can't be the only one. I said, how rude would that make me that I go around everybody but you? <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, as Bill said in the beginning of the show, you are a star on the rise. There's no question. And with great inner and outer beauty. And I imagine it must be nice on a personal note to not only have your parents in your band, but your husband. How did that happen? Did you meet him playing in a band? No, so we met in college. Um, we were both studying math and he was on a full baseball scholarship and was on track to play professionally. He's a catcher. And um, I knew nothing about sports, by the way. I was totally embarrassing when I would go to his games to cheer him on. Um, but he didn't even play anything when we met and he started coming to see my wedding band gigs as friends just would come to the local clubs or whatever and fell in love with playing guitar and he started learning and um it's a very cool story actually that we had a guitarist in in the jessica lynn band that wound up moving to nashville so we were trying to fill this slot um, of the lead guitarist and Steve, my husband, he wasn't ready. He was, he was just a beginner playing like basic guitar. Um, now he's incredible and he, he's accomplished incredible things. I can't even tell you how proud I am of him. And he's an inspiration to anyone that really wants to put their mind to something and accomplish it. Mm -hmm. He's worked harder than anyone I've ever seen. Um, he really wanted to play guitar and we kept having all these guys come and auditioned. Some were weird. Some, you know, were really good, but they had a bad attitude. So, you know, you get like the whole like circus. And um, so after we couldn't find anybody, he was like, can I just start sitting in at rehearsals with you guys? Because there's no guitarist here and it will give me practice while until you find someone. So we're like, okay. So he, uh, after one rehearsal, we, my other guitarist actually said, he's like, you know, he really doesn't sound that bad. And um, so long story short, his first gig ever, like first time on stage ever was opening up for Brad Paisley at one of the biggest music festivals <laughs> in the entire country. <laughs> um, and 
he was still a, a real beginner and he trained so hard like an athlete like he used that athlete mentality and could play our hour and a half show like nobody's business but could barely play anything else and um nobody ever knew that we just talk about it now in interviews because it's, it's just such a cool story and i hope it will inspire someone else to to go after your dreams but and since then i mean he does all these peer partnerships he curates tones for line six which is one of the biggest guitar companies in the world um he's become a monster of a player and i think his story is just incredible that is incredible and it, it is very inspiring and like you said it shows what you can do if you if you really put your hands to the the plow yeah you can i said it before i'm going to say it again amen to that um you know <laughs> Jessica, one of the reasons that we started this show, when, when Rosie and I started this show, was we wanted to provide a platform for some positive space on social media. And it's evolved into where we've had the opportunity to bring people on who've inspired us from afar in one way or another based on who they are and what they do. And at the end of these conversations, we're even more inspired. Like I'm so pumped up right now. I want to go out and accomplish something I haven't done before <laughs> just from talking with you because you and your husband, I'm a pretty pumped up guy to begin with, but I'm ready to take on the world right now. So thanks to him and thanks to you. Seriously. I mean, oh, you, you made my day. Thank you so much. And I'll, I'll tell him, he'll be really happy to hear that. Well, we're really excited that you were able to, to make time and sit and chat with us. And, and we're looking forward to uh, you you just uh, released another, besides your single, the four song EP. Yeah, so um, there are four tracks on it and um, it's Pretty, Not Your Woman, Run To, and Now or Never, which are some of my most popular songs over the last like five years and um, totally new versions. And I'm really proud of it and really excited. And for me, that was a challenge too because it's the first time on a release I ever was the only player. Um, and I think I really got the confidence to do that, being in these streams and being so exposed with people every week. And I grew in a lot of ways that I never thought I really could this last year and a half. And I, um, I am grateful for that. Despite all the, the terrible stuff going on in the world, you have to look at that bright little spot in each and every opportunity and, and day. And I was able to find a lot of those throughout this time. Well, we understand you're going to give us a little taste of that to close out the show. Yeah, so this video is, um, it's a piece of the four song uh, music video. So if you'd like to see the whole thing, you can head to Vivo and, and YouTube and just type in Jessica Lynn Reimagined. But here is Not Your Woman from the show. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. It was sure a pleasure to have you on the show and we wish you all the best. And folks, thanks for tuning in and check out Jessica Lynn. Thanks, guys. Today I found out that he had someone to hide I knew that all my fears that kept me up at night were true Mm -hmm. Thought 
thought that he knew better Thought he'd never quit Or give up on us Just like that I must admit It's true Your friend, it's true. 